0: right there close by all right the title of the message this afternoon you see it behind me here whatever it takes this is a bible story that you're familiar with let's review it real quick in mark chapter 2 and again he jesus entered into capernaum after some days and it was noise that he was in the house in other words word got around jesus is here in town and he's at so-and-so's house And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them, and they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of the four. Now understand, he's in town, word spreads like wildfire, he's in a house, and it's packed out. It's just packed packed out. And I picture, in my mind, I see Jesus seated in a chair, and everybody, and all eyes are on him. And there's there's layers of people, people sitting, maybe people kneeling behind them, and and people standing, and maybe behind them, people, I mean, he's just looking at a sea of of wide-eyed faces, okay? And then they come into him bringing one sick of the The, palsy. This is a man who can't walk, and he's being carried by four men. And when they could not come nigh unto him, I mean, they they come to the door, they're they're, they're looking, what are we going to do? I mean, Jesus is his only hope. How are we going to get him in there? And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But but there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, take up thy bed, and walk. But they that ye may know... But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy bed, and go thy way unto thine house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this day fashion. So here is Jesus in this room. Look at all these wide eyed faces. He's seated there. He's teaching them. And in my mind, I can see all of a sudden, or, or, you hear bloom, bloom. You Guys are looking around. And they hear it again bloom, bloom, bloom. And one of the guys, somebody's up on the roof. What? Yeah, listen. Bloom, 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 bloom. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> here's Jesus. And a little thing of dust comes down right in front of him. Jesus, see, Jesus knows what's going on, so he's really cool. So he he dusts it off, and all the guy, and then now all the eyes up there, and then all of a sudden they, they see you know tiles start coming coming off the roof. And, you know some pe- bigger pieces dropping down, and people backing up and wondering if they're going to get hit or not. And they make a hole big enough. This is the funniest part. I don't know that this happened in my mind. My mind it did. They look up. And there's these four wide eyed guys looking down through the hole. And they're looking up, and there's just four faces up there in the hole. And everybody, what is up? What is going on with these guys? And then you just see this blanket with this guy's bottom in the blanket coming down through the hole. And here they are letting him down. All of a sudden, here, bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> there he is, right in front of Jesus. And Jesus healed them. But here's here's the point. It took a lot for that to happen. And had not everything that it took to happen, had it not happened, the man wouldn't have gotten saved, the man wouldn't have gotten healed. And there's a message for us in this. That to bring people to Jesus, we've got to be willing to do whatever it takes. And the principles in this story, well, the story was preserved. It wasn't lost 2,000 years ago. We know the details of this story 2,000 years. It would have been easy for a story like this to have gotten lost in history. But it was recorded and it was preserved by divine intervention. And it's for us today for a reason. To learn from it. I like Warren Wearsby's quote about this incident. He said, we must admire several characteristics of these men. Qualities that ought to mark us as fishers of men. And then one other writer said this Think of the four men bearing the weak and wanting man, seeking the means to realize the blessing for him, their interests wholly unselfish and unresting until the man is really brought to Jesus. Oh, is not this the miniature of the church of Christ in its intercession and labor for heathendom, for the sick? And perishing through lack of knowledge. Both of these writers are saying there's lessons to be learned here. There's a model here. So let us this afternoon real quick consider what it takes for our Easter efforts to be successful. Learn something from this. Because if you don't learn from this, you might do the wrong thing. You might have the wrong opinion. You might be easily discouraged. So seven things real quick this afternoon. (coughs) And we're done. Number one. It takes compassion to get someone to Jesus. It takes compassion. Verse number 3, And they come unto him bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of the four. This man had a problem. He was sick of the palsy. He was paralytic. He couldn't move. He couldn't walk on his own. And they took note of someone. They took note of it. They didn't walk past him. They took note of this man, and they had compassion on him. Palsy, paralysis, (coughs) you know, which, which makes for a terrible life. And they knew that Jesus could do something about it. But it all started with compassion, caring for this man. And the lesson for us is it starts with compassion, caring about your neighbor, Caring about your children caring about your family caring about co-workers oh they're not paralytic they're suffering something far worse they're lost and think about this folks think about this if they die in your in their sins whether it's you know a friend of yours a coworker a neighbor someone you knew from high school if they die in their sins they will spend eternity in hell according to my eternity think about that for a second we don't like to think about hell I don't like to think about hell but we, we need to Let, just for a second think about that to die and wake up in hell with all of its pain and misery and to know you will be there forever forever without any hope. You're not going to negotiate with anybody. You're not going to make your case later. You're not going to be able to uh, do some plea bargain. It, there's not going to be, okay, time's up, you're out. Forever no hope of escape. It's a thought almost unbearable. But every lost person in this county, in the surrounding counties, In every town in northern Michigan and around the world that dies without Christ, they will wake up in hell for eternity. We should have compassion on those people. Now, they they may not know it, they may not believe it, but that doesn't change the fact. We know it. We believe it. And that should change us. Where we are compassionate for the lady behind the cash register, the the guy working underneath your automobile, the teacher at school, your doctor, whoever it might be. I mean, that is in their future. And as these four men had compassion on the paralytic, we should have compassion on the lost condition of people. That's where it starts. And that's what, that's what then motivates you. Which takes us to point number two. It takes teamwork to get someone to Jesus. It, it, it really does say, and especially in the effort we're talking about here, <coughs> it says in verse number three, And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of the four. It took a team effort. It took four men working together. Without those four men, each holding a corner, each holding the rope, it doesn't happen. It took all four of them. And when it comes to Easter Sunday here, it takes a team effort. Especially for us to be successful in any sort of way. It it takes a team effort of, of everybody inviting people. Whether you're handing someone a card personally or whether you're mailing someone a card. It takes you doing that. It takes then when they get here. It, it takes ushers being here early and ready and enthusiastic and, and greeters being here. It takes nursery workers with smiling faces and a bright, clean nursery. It takes the choir members well prepared and excited about singing. It, it takes, you know, the, the week before, keeping, getting the grounds right and the, the building clean. And, and, all, it is a, and if any one of those groups fail, then there's a good chance we're going to fail in our effort. I mean, you may have done your best to invite somebody, you've been praying, and they come and nobody greets them. The choir is ill prepared, the pastor is ill prepared, it's just lackluster, there's there's nothing to it, bad experience in the nursery because of an inexperienced nursery worker, the, the building's not as it should be or whatever. That works against the rest of the team. It takes teamwork. It, you know, people up in the, the booth up upstairs here to make sure all the stuff is right and the lights are right. You know, it, it, it's what it takes. And so we all have to determine that we're going to do our part. So it takes compassion to get someone to Jesus. It takes teamwork to get someone to Jesus. It takes effort, number three, to get someone to Jesus. And they come unto him bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born or carried of the four. You ever try to carry a person <coughs> quite cumbersome, quite heavy? You know, it's just, it's just hard to carry a person. And so this is something they had to work at. It's something where they had to put forth effort. And if we're going to be successful, as they were successful, as they gave effort, we have to give effort. We have to make the effort to hand someone the card. We have to make the effort to sit down and mail the cards. You know, everything We'll try to get in the way of that. I just don't have time. And we all have a lot of important things to do. But it's going to take effort. Teamwork takes effort. Now, if you're compassionate, then you're going to want to work with people. If you have the compassion, then you're going to take the effort. And then number four, it takes resolve to get someone to Jesus. You can't be easily discouraged, easily defeated. Verse number four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof. It took some resolve. They met with discouragement. I'm thinking they probably thought, we'll just carry him in there to Jesus. When they get there, look at all the people. Where would they come from? What are we going to do now? It took resolve. Too many people in the house. Couldn't get close. And look, when it comes to Easter, as far as us inviting people, it's going to take resolve. For some of us, that's a little out of our comfort zone. Hand somebody an invitation. Some people in this room are quite shy, quite bashful. I understand that. And you're, so you're going to be stretched. But it's going to take that, that resolve to get over your fear, to get over your timidity, to, to not be hampered by the fact that people will give you every lame excuse in the world. And we talked about that you know, a couple of weeks ago. So it takes resolve to get someone to Jesus. And let us all be a great team and determine, you know, I'm going to have that. I am not going to get discouraged. I am not going to quit inviting people. I I am going to take, I'm going to make the effort. I'm not going to be the weak link on this team. Number five, it takes creativity to get someone to Jesus. They uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, it's obvious they had to use their imagination. Can't get in. There's no way in. These people aren't budging. They don't care that this man can't get in. They, they got to, they're there, and they're inside the house, and they're not coming out. What are we going to do? Hmm, let's figure this out. I got it. Those steps go up to the roof. We go up to the roof. We remove the roof, and we let him in from the top down. Took some Imagination. It may take some imagination in this effort to get people to church on that Sunday, to be with us on <coughs> Easter Sunday. Imagination when they say, well, you know, I don't have a reliable vehicle. I'll pick you up. Be happy to come by your house and pick you up. Be ready about 10.30, church starts at 11. I'll be by your house, I'll pick you up. It may take more imagination than that. You know, well, we, I don't know if we can come. Tell you what. <coughs> We're going, to have, we're going to cook a nice big Easter meal. You come to church and then come over to our house for, for uh, Easter meal and we'll have a great time of fellowship. Easter Sunday, it's going to be 80 degrees and we can go outside and toss the frisbee and have, have, a, have a great time. Well, that's hope, hopeful anyway. So understand, it takes sometimes, you know, use your imagination. If, if one way is blocked, how, how can you get around it, how, how can you get over it, how can you get through it, as we, as we said this morning? That's number five. Number six, it takes time. It just takes time. I mean, from the time they went and picked up the man to the time they got him there, the time it took to get him up on the roof, the time that, it, that, that they had to get him down. For these four men, everything else is on hold at this time. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. Again, the simple idea is this took some time. It took some time for all of this to happen. It took some time for them to make that hole up in the roof. And no doubt they repaired the roof when it was all said and done. I got to believe they, they did that. All of that took some time. And if there's one thing that is precious to all of us, it's time. If there's one thing that, you know, we're fighting for, it's time. All of us are busy. You know, I've, I've joked about it before. People say, you know, when you're in a small town, man, you just got time on your hands. You know, and I tell them, I say, I don't think so. I think when you're in a small town, you're involved in more things. More community things, more church things. I think small-town people, it can be as as busy as anyone. So there's something always pressing on us. (coughs) But for us to have Easter success, we've got to be willing to to spend the time that's required, time to send out the invitations, time to personally invite someone. And then lastly this afternoon, and this one is key, (coughs) it takes faith. It takes faith. In verse number 5. When Jesus saw their faith, He said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. They had compassion, but they also had faith. If we can get him to Jesus, he can be healed. That was the driving force that made the man whole. Faith To take the risk, faith to initiate it, faith to go up on the roof, faith to remove the tiles, faith to let the man down through it, and then faith for him to believe in Jesus. It took faith. (coughs) For us to have a successful effort at Easter this year, it's going to take faith. Faith that, Lord, if, if we can get them here and they hear the gospel... I have faith that they can be saved. I'm praying that they will be saved. I have faith that you can save them. If they will simply put their faith and their trust in you, they can be saved. It is going to take faith. And every time you pass out a card, every time you mail a card, or you just verbally, because we don't have any cards right now, you just nonetheless say, hey, join us for for Easter Sunday. What you are demonstrating is faith. Faith that God can speak to their hearts and get them here, faithful that once here, that they can get saved. It's a demonstration of faith. It is faith going out into the communities represented here and encouraging people to come. So for us to be successful, we need to have a, a, the right perspective. It, it, it's important. you know. I told you that before. You know, when you, when you do things for Jesus, you, you're, you're optimistic, you're excited. But the truth of the matter is, as I said this morning, we live in a sin cursed world. Things don't always go according to plan. So the Lord gives us this story. Let's review. Number one, it takes compassion to get someone to Jesus. I hope you'll demonstrate compassion. It takes teamwork to get someone to Jesus. I hope that each one of us will do what we need to do to ensure a great day on Easter Sunday and every Sunday thereafter. Number three, it takes great effort to get someone to Jesus, that we don't mind putting forth the extra effort. We're already tired, but it's worth it to save a soul from hell. Number four, it takes resolve to get someone to Jesus. That means we, we, we see the problems, we keep on going. Number five, it takes creativity. You know, sometimes we've got to think, how can I get them there? What can, I, what can I do? How can I make this work? Number six, it takes time to get someone to Jesus. We've got to be willing to give it our time. I know we're busy, but we're going to block out this time. We're going to use it. And lastly, number seven, it takes faith to get someone to Jesus. It just takes faith. And I'm encouraged that every time you hand out a card, every time you mail a card, that is a demonstration of your faith in God. This final quote, and we're done. The house was full. A crowd blocked up the door. But faith found a way of getting at the Lord and placing the palsied man before him. If we cannot get sinners where Jesus is by ordinary methods, we must use extraordinary ones. I hope that as we get closer to Easter Sunday, we won't start to coast, but we will do like racers do, you know, that last hundred yards. that's That's when you kick in. That's when you sprint. That's when you just really give it your best effort. And I would trust these next two weeks that we would do just that. And that we would also be prayerful. That we would be prayerful. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's Word. If you have any questions about Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com Thanks for listening.